Este amor es el amor más grande de mi vida Y sin temor a equivocarme Este, este es el amor más grande del planeta ¿Cómo olvidar aquel Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Soyla Pérez. And I'm Vero Vallete Flores. And we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. And each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love. And this week, we've got an episode for you all about songs that we think are totally exageradas. So extra. Extra, basically. Extra, extra, extra. And the song that we're listening to right now was the inspiration for that, that theme. Um, and this is a song that I picked. And it's called El Amor Más Grande del Planeta. And it's by Felipe Pelaez. <laughs> Voy a colgar un letrero en la luna que diga que esta muñequita que ahora tengo le ha quitado a mi vida la duda. Porque como te quiero no hay nadie que quiera, porque como te amo no hay nadie que ame, porque como me besas nadie besa a nadie. Y nace el amor más grande del planeta, porque como te quiero no hay nadie que quiera. Porque como te amo no hay nadie que ame Porque como me besas nadie besa a nadie Nadie Uh, I don't think anyone's surprised that you didn't bring the song called El Amor Más Grande del Planeta. <laughs> that would be a shocker. That would um, be a surprise. Well, that is also like a little exagerado to say. I mean, I mean, <laughs> come on. A love bigger than the planet. Yo, dude. Yo. I mean, I yeah, know, it's just that a lot. It's just a muy lot. Muy exagerado. Muy exagerado. I mean, and like music about love and music in general tends to like use hyperbole Abby, but like yeah. there are levels and the songs that we brought today are like definitely sort of reaching across that level of, <laughs> of exageradoness. This is, I don't know if it's something that you, I feel like my mom when I was a kid would always be like, whenever we'd say something dramatic or like have a lot of feelings, she'd be like, no seas tan exagerada, you know, like that was always her response to us for being dramatic or extra. Is that something that you heard a lot um, as a kid? I don't. I don't think so, no, but I also wasn't very dramatic or extra as a kid. <laughs> I was also You're pretty like, chill. I was shy and good and I did my homework oh, wow. and <laughs> Wow. I mean I was pretty well behaved, but like I don't know. We'll see what my mom has to say about no, this when she listens my mom, to the episode. I feel but... like whenever we were being exageradas, my mom would like cuss at us. She'd be like, Oh mm. you know like mm. oh, so wow. she wouldn't be like no. Cuss. She wasn't a big cusser. I don't know. Oh, I feel like things my like my mom has like a fucking sailor. I mean, I think it's also funny. like very Venezuelan of her. You know, mm. like mm. it's not in. I don't know. In my experience, Venezuelan parents are not shy about cussing out their kids. <laughs> Got it. Got it. All right. No, I didn't get cussed out a lot, but I mean, I would say I was pretty well behaved. But my brother and I could be a little dramatic. I remember things like. 
waiting for dinner to be ready and just feeling like you're gonna die because you're too hungry. Like, I'm sure those are probably moments where my mom was just like, stop it, like you're too much, you know? Um, <laughs> we'll see what she remembers about this. But anyway, so that's, that's kind of the song, plus that memory was inspiration for this episode and this artist is actually venezuelan have you ever heard of him Pedro? no no i hadn't heard of him at all so interestingly he's a venezuelan but he's really known for vallenato and this song obviously has a vallenato feel to it and has accordion do you know anything about vallenato in venezuela um i don't but i think it's because this dude is from maracaibo right so maracaibo yeah. is like right across the way from colombia mm -hmm. and it's not very far from like the valle where right. the, where vallenato is from so mm -hmm. i think it's like a matter of like porous borders and also i think yeah. it's a matter of the fact that um now it's actually the opposite but in like the 80s and and 90s there was a lot of colombian migration in venezuela right uh from yeah colombia to venezuela right because venezuela right. was doing economically a lot better um than colombia, colombia had the time. A now a lot of uh of venezuelan immigrants are going to the colombia opposite. um right. it's a, yeah it's sort of the opposite but uh but so my guess is that if this person doesn't have like a colombian um like like a colombian background like immigrant background in Venezuela then yeah it's like about like distance and culture that's about sort of like the how porous that border is because yeah right. I mean at, growing up like my um like my best friend growing up her mom was like afro-colombiana the boy that I dated in Venezuela when I was 17 his parents were also Colombian you know so it's like a lot of a lot of like v people that you know immigrated from Colombia that were just mm -hmm. like all over the place right. in Minnesota. Right. So I would say right. that it's probably has something to do with that, unless with like yeah. a deep tradition of vallenato in Venezuela. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, we talked about vallenato in our Colombia episode. If you want to go back and check that out, we talked with Alex DB, who's a DJ, who lives in DC, who has Colombian roots. So we talked more about the genre. But but yeah, so it's what I could tell about his history is that yeah, his. He's from Maracaibo, but his family spends a lot of time in Maicao, 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 Colombia, which is Maico. not very far across yeah. the border. So there's, yeah, he has some sort of like, he has kind of connections in both places. Um, but I don't think he's Colombian himself as far as I could tell. So, but yeah, borders are imaginary lines. And so things <laughs> cross <right>. them. <laughs> things cross them. That makes a lot I of sense. I mean, mostly yeah. imaginary lines. Some people are trying to make them not imaginary lines. But Well, yeah. I mean, it's sort of <sighs> like race as a social construct, right? Like race isn't right. real. But on the other hand, it's really, really fucking It's very real. real. <laughs> so, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So my sense is that this dude, Felipe, um, does a lot of pop stuff as well. Mm. And he even has a, a recent collaboration with Maluma. This song's actually from 2009. So this is an old one. Got it. Is, but yeah. one of his like more famous ones. And it's been on my list of things to bring for a long time. Um, just because I came across it and liked it. And yeah, like obviously, you know, romantic music relies a lot on these exaggerated metaphors, which like mostly I'm here for, but sometimes it's like, damn, really? That is a lot to live up to. <laughs> like you're setting the, you're setting yourself up for disappointment, yo. Like this <laughs> like, is really what you think. You're going to find out that it's actually not as grande. I mean, as it's, it's complicated. Like I mean, if the highs are really high. Generally they come with really low lows. So... There's that. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. It's like I'm a romantic, but I also am a realist. Like let's 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 talk about it. So All right. That's Felipe. 
Felipe. All right. Mm-hmm. I hope it worked out for Felipe. I know, right? I don't know who this planeta, who, knows who this woman was, but where we're at. yeah, no sabe, <laughs> no sabe. All right. What's your first one for this epi? All right, my first one is by a reggaetonera that we've brought before. Her name mm-hmm. is Tomasa del Real, and this song is called Barre con el Pelo. Salgo corriendo con el combo de asesina. Aquí termina muerto puro corte gata fina. La pilla ponta atento, sabe que yo lo tengo. a bunch of times before she's a reggaetonera from Iquique in Chile and uh, she's I would say really at the forefront of some of the ways that reggaeton is evolving in the underground in underground scenes in Latin America um, she calls like her uh, music genre neo perreo um, and the reason that I brought the song to this episode I mean I think that the title of it says it all you're gonna like get so low that you're gonna barrer el piso with your long as pelo I guess I mean I mean that's some long <laughs> hair or it's either long hair or you're dropping it really low yeah I mean I think it's probably you need a combo yeah you probably just need a combo dropping it super low with your very very long hair and then just you know, go ahead and do a little cleanup while you're down there. I mean, I've got some great <laughs> visuals thinking about this right now, but yeah, that is some long hair. So is this oh making you have God. feels about your hair? Yeah, yeah, it does. It makes me miss my long ass hair. So, I mean, I used to, for listeners that don't know me or what I look like, I had really long hair, like down to like my mid back or belly button probably. And I just cut a bunch of it off. like about like just past shoulder length and which I realize isn't very short but for me it feels very short and I like oh my god I went through just the most roller coaster of emotions I have to say I super admire um Mala from Locatora Radio who like had also like super long ass hair and just like cut into this really cute pixie cut and appears to be just loving it but mm. I'm like out here in my like you know shoulder length hair being like my long hair do you think 
but part of it is because you stayed in the middle. Like she went all the way, like real, real short. But you're kind of in this like middle ground. Yeah, so it's maybe, like neither but long I'm just nor short. Not brave enough to do a short thing like that. I just mm. I feel like I am like super Latina in that way. Like I feel mm. like my hair is long, like in my head. You know, like that's like what my like vision of it's part of your identity. Is, you know, yeah. and like. It's just this song, this song, I actually, so I texted it to my little sister because her and I shared um, a lot of music tastes. And so I texted this to my sister and, um, and she was like, oh yeah, I'd seen this. I was going to text you about it, but I thought it was too soon. It was right no. after I cut my hair. See, you'd be like, triggered trigger by warning. it. Trigger <laughs> warning. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which I thought, I think just yeah. like says it all of like how I'm yeah. feeling about my hair. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that I cut a bunch off. I'm yeah. happy that I did it. I feel Are like, you? well, I think so just because I, otherwise I would have been like, you know, what if I'd cut my hair, you know, right. like, and also like right. it grows, you know, it's going to grow back. Yeah. The grow isn't going to be hard. It's going to be chill right. because it's like a, you know, it's just going to get a little bit longer than it is. Right. So, um, right. so I'm not, I'm, I, no regrets, no regrets, okay. but, okay. um, that's good. That's, I'm, I'm in an evolved position right now than I used to be when I first got it, which was like, yeah, at you first were really I was happy. like, well, at first I was like, this is great. And then I was like, this is a disaster. And I was like, this mm. is great. And this, I just like went through like a whole roller coaster because I don't know, like there's, it's just my, I feel really emotionally about my hair, I guess. Mm. Well, I, I will remind you that you were like really annoyed with it, and you're like keeps getting caught. I was extremely things. annoyed with it. I was extremely annoyed with it. So I was ready. I was ready for it, and now I'm feeling good about it. Now I'm feeling good about it. I do feel like there's a lot of upkeep too, like with long hair, like it's all over the floor and in the drain. And I mean, I've had short hair for like over a decade, so it's been a long yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, the length that I have right now did not change much of that. My yeah, hair falls true. out so much. Like, I don't understand. I have so much hair. Almost all of my hairdressers are like, whoa, when they like, when they touch my yeah, hair, like, I have a lot crazy, of hair too. so much hair. But, um, and then, but I don't understand how, cause it falls off like so much in the shower and that's still true mm. at the length that I have right now. Although it's not mm-hmm. like this like thing where you're like pulling for like five seconds till you're finally free of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, well, this song is like, <laughs> yeah, the song is sort of like a long hair anthem. Um, yeah. and for those of y'all who are interested in seeing her, if you're in New York City or nearby, she's going to be playing for free, actually, in Central Park on Summer Stage, um, July 11th. So if nice. you're in New York and nearby, she's playing with Gabriel Garzón Montano and Nicola Cruz, who are also both amazing artists who you should try and check out. So put that Got in it. the calendar if you're around. Yep. Are you going to go? I am. I'm definitely going to go. So nice. that is the week of the of the Latin Alternative Music conference mm. and so it's mm-hmm. like i've like blocked out my entire week to like love it you know only attend music related <laughs> events and yeah. concerts and shows yeah <laughs> you know so I know. so it's like you it's a to- very hectic time there's all sorts of like showcases and and panels and all sorts of things right. you got and all the, the afro latino festival is gonna be mm-hmm. that weekend so it's like mm-hmm. gonna be like a music marathon yes yes you get all the good stuff in New York, but I am going to go see, um, in July, I'm going to go see La Santa Cecilia, her coming to the DMV oh, cute. area, cute. which I'm excited about. I haven't seen yeah. them. So 
I try. There's a lot of like big acts that come to these like huge stadiums in Virginia, but they're so expensive that I just like can't like the reggaetonados and stuff, but I just can't, I can't swing like a hundred dollars to see yeah. somebody multiple times a year, you know? So yeah, that's real. That's real. Osuna recently announced his tour and I'm sure mm. that it's going to be like a pretty penny, but I'm going to, I'm just going to dive in. I fucking I mean, love Osuna. I know he's great. He's great. Yeah. Just gonna check do that it. out. I'm going to give him all my coins. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. All my money. All my money. Um, Take it. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. My next song for this episode is called Cuando un hombre te enamora. And it's by Gloria Trevi and Alejandra Guzman. Hace tiempo que no estamos bien. Y quizás esto rompa mi vida, pero prefiero saber cuánto llevas tú con él. Y es que cuando un hombre te enamora, te ciega, te amarra a su voluntad y crees que siempre te amará. Pero al final, tan solo piensa en él y en nadie más cuando te enamora. Llevamos años, nuestro aniversario fue ayer. Ahora entiendo esos viajes frecuentes que nunca perdonaré. Y a mí me engañó también. Y es que cuando un hombre te enamora, te ciega, te amarra a su voluntad y crees que siempre te Yo, we've never brought either of these mujeres. I know. Radio these Manea. are like the two like raspy voice Mexican reinas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both Mexi- Mexicana. I was surprised that we hadn't brought Coria Trevi yet. Um, oh, yeah. She's pretty iconic. Speaking of long hair anthems, like oh, that's true. pelo suelto, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this song is actually recent. It's from a 2017 collaboration album between these two mujeres. Um, and I just felt like the song and the video are super extra. The feelings, the... Super they, extra and yet their completely voices. on point. I mean, it's all about... It's all about, like, a love triangle and about how men are trash and how, but you this know... But is, this is the thing that I think is so special about it, that so often it's, like, women who are cheated on in popular culture, the target is the other woman... Yeah. And in this video, they're like, he cheated on us both, he fucked with us both, and they like get together to fuck with him. And they're like, we are gonna be friends now. Fuck him. No, that's exactly what I like about it. It's like the two women are bonding and supporting each other as they realize that like their man has been cheating on both of them with each other or something like that. Oh, yeah. 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 I've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> You've done that before? Yes. Bonded with a woman who has, you know, been part of a trifling ass man's like indiscretions and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Once. I didn't know you'd ever been cheated on. Oh, uh, yeah. About this? Yeah. Oh, damn. I don't know. All right. Hey. I was cheated on, you know, 
when I was dating some man in college. Mm-hmm. It was brief. It wasn't like I wasn't like that hurt about it. We were only dating right. for a few months. So I was like, Got oh, it. Got it. you're Got it. trash. Bye. You know? Well, this could <laughs> like, have been your anthem. You and yeah, that it could have been other an anthem. woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, maybe in the in the like queer rewriting of this, then the two of them ended up together instead. Uh, <laughs> so excellent. Yeah, but um, Gloria Trevi has like a whole like past and history that we should probably acknowledge. We did a little bit of research like right before we got on this episode to like remember to to read a little bit about the story. But you said you you remember it when you were a kid, right? Right. Well, I remember like. All they were showing ever in 1998 on Primer Impacto was, like, Gloria Trevi drama. And I was like, wait, wasn't she, like, a trafficker or, like, a victim of a trafficker or helping and Mm -hmm. also being victimized by a trafficker? I was like, I don't Mm -hmm. remember, like, what it was. I just remember it was drums. I remember Mm -hmm. it was about sex. And I remember that it was Mm -hmm. on Primer Impacto every single day for, like, a year. You know, it sounds like a little bit like the R. Kelly situation, potentially, like where there was the the allegations were basically there was like a lot of young women who were around her and her manager, who was also her lover. Um, and that there was like a lot of coercion and like, you know, they use the frame sex. They somebody used the term sex slave, but there was a lot of coercion in terms of sexual relationships between like the women and this or the girls and this manager and then Gloria's role in that. Yeah. So definitely really not, not okay situation. And she was actually in prison for almost five years, like between like 2000 and 2004. She was in prison because of it. Um, And then it basically, her case got thrown out. A judge was like, there's not enough evidence for this case. And so she got out Mm. of prison. I don't know what happened to him, whether he's still in prison or whatnot, but um, she was kind of exonerated. And so this is part of her comeback, I guess. And she had a lot of like, fans who really stuck by her and also like kind of villainized one of her backup singers who was one of the women who came forward um who had been kind of brought into this world at 12 you know so we're definitely talking about like young women yeah so i mean we don't know the details but it sounds like she was probably both victim and perpetrator you know yeah maybe we need to like bring on like a gloria trevi expert to like explore the whole thing because i feel very unclear like my frame of reference about like what happened uh, was like literally like watching Mm -hmm. it go down like at the age of like 14 or however old i was on primer impacto which is yeah you know a wild news source (laughs) right yeah i mean i just read like the new york times piece about it and like the guardian i read a few like reported yeah. things about it so that's where my my um, sort of overview of what happened went I don't know if we when I mean, we could go into it but I don't know you know at some point it's like ooh. um but we often we often bring people who have we've definitely brought other artists who've been in jail for different things um so she's kind of in that camp uh obviously it's complicated yeah what do you what do you know about Alejandra Guzman I don't know that much about her I just know her name and I know that she's big and I know that she's got a raspy voice. (laughs) You know, I think that she's like sort of like been like a big name in pop culture growing up, but that's pretty much it. She didn't like figure like really big for me growing up or anything, but I just, you know, like she was around and um, because as a kid, we watched a lot of like Univision or whatever in my house Mm -hmm. and, you know, like Mm -hmm. Mexican media is so dominant yeah. Um. In across Latin America, I think that I know who she is. Totally. But other than that, like, you know, 
I don't have a lot of like context for her. She's Got not it. somebody that like my mom or anything listened to a lot. Yeah. Understood. What's your next exagerada jam? So my next exagerada jam is I think some a song that could really be the song of the summer for me this mm-hmm. year. You calling, this, it? calling it? Yeah, I'm calling it. I'm calling it right now. This song is I Like It and it's by Cardi B featuring Bad Bunny and J Balvin. The ones that look like socks I like going to the Tula I put rocks all in my watch I like sexes from my exes When they want a second chance I like proving niggas wrong I do what they say I can't They call me Cardi, Cardi, Dangin' Body Spicy Mommy, Hot Tamale Hotter than a Somali Fur, go, Ferrari Hop off the stool, jump in the coop Big dip on top of the roof Flexing on bitches as hard as I can Eating halal, driving a lamb So that bitch, I'm sorry though Got my coins like Mario Yeah, they call me Cardi B I run this shit like cardio Diamond district in the chain coming out of so many car speakers in Brooklyn mm-hmm. I feel like it's mm-hmm. just like this is the one mm-hmm. this is the it's one it's definitely a jam it's definitely really popular right now <laughs> and I just feel like Cardi is so excited on this really all of them are so excited on this I feel like so they like every single thing that's fancy and has ever been fancy and is going to be fancy super extra Bad Bunny is exagerado for bringing a hookah on the video. Balvin is exagerado <laughs> por mandarte pal carajo because he's not going to pasarte la manguera. Like, <laughs> just like all of it is so extra. Why are y'all so extra? It's so, but yeah. like in the yeah. best way. Yeah. In the best way. It's and amazing. It's, uh, and this is like three powerhouse people right now. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, I feel like Cardi B is super smart, you know, in terms of like mm-hmm. how she is thinking about her career and how she's thinking mm-hmm. about like monetizing herself as like an artist and a brand, you know, and she's like, she knows because she's Dominican, she knows that there's this whole other industry where like that like sort of runs parallel and sometimes sort of intersects with the U.S. industry, but like that there's like a lot of money to be made in like in reggaeton and in and in Latin music. Not that this is reggaeton, just to clarify right now, because I no. saw somebody <laughs> right. write about this say that it was reggaeton inspired or reggaeton tinged, and it made me like. It made mm. me make that meme. <laughs> it made my oh, skin crawl. Oh, this is what inspired it? Got it. Yeah, it made my skin crawl. Because this is like a boogaloo, you know? Like, I like it like mm. that is a boogaloo mm-hmm. sample, right? Um, and there's so, no demo in this? No, there's no demo in this. Mm. It's not reggaeton at all. It's just like, mm. I mean, I guess J Balvin is a reggaeton artist, but he's so every Bad single Bunny. day. Right. No, Bad Bunny is like a trap. Artists, I wouldn't call that bunny uh, reggaeton. I, I yeah. think, and and even Jay Balvin's moving away from that. He's like, and he does a lot of different to make things. Money. Yeah. He wants to make music for like quote unquote the world, you know, not just Latin America. So that I think he's right. like moving 
not like outside of reggaeton, but like also not just that, right? So it's just a little frustrating that somebody would call it that. But mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think of the video? But is because I think that like the the yeah. song is great, but the video is also like this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what's getting you into the the summer vibe, right? I mean, the video has so much summer vibes for sure. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. all of Cardi's pregnant looks. Like, I think that mm. it's really funny that people are like, how are you going to work and be Ugh. pregnant? And she's like, I'm rich, y'all. Like, this is like, it's a problem for some people, but not for me. So, and she's like, I'm going to be on my video pregnant as fuck. And she looks super cute. Yeah. Um, uh, so I love Cardi's like preggers looks so right. much. It's like she's not and, se- she's still sexy, you know. Like we don't yeah, need to yeah. her because she's like and, almost a mom now. Yeah, and I think that like some of the aspects of what they show, like the dude making the raspao, I think is like. I mean, I just as soon as I saw that little like machine, that magical machine that they use to like get mm-hmm. the raspao from the big block of ice, you know. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know how that shit works, by the way, but it's just, like, a magic thing that <laughs> it's somehow magic. works. It's magic. And yeah. mm-hmm. um, and then, like, the syrups, it just, like, brings me to, like, that place. Like, I'll be, like, you know, eating a raspao, getting it, like, in a really hot... I just, like, I love that, right? In Venezuela, mm. we'd put, like, leche condensada on top, too. Mm. I think mm. that's also um, that's also a trick in, like, I'm thinking about... There's like some Asian desserts that also have a similar thing where it's like shaved ice and sweetened condensed milk and mochi. There's a place in DC called Snow Cream. It's actually mm. Virginia. Then it's that kind of thing. It's so good. So good. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. I believe it. But so I mean, I think that like in a lot of ways, like it brings me to like that place. It's just like yes, you know, like I I see that, like I feel that, and then in some ways, I feel like the background is just like. Like, the set and the dancers and the extras, it felt like sort of like a Disney World Latin America. And I was like, okay, y'all, this is like, I don't know. Like, in some ways, I'm just like, I get that you're trying to sell a thing and that, like, there's, like, a certain thing about, like, there's a certain version of Latinidad which sells, right? Like, it's like, it looks a certain way. It does a certain thing like the people like dancing like very dramatically mm. like they're like on the set of a Broadway thing on the street like mm-hmm. I was like okay <laughs> okay it's a little extra but right I- I'll forgive them I guess it makes me think of In the Heights did you ever see it I never saw In the Heights and yeah. I I mean the thing is that when Broadway shows are really expensive yeah. As mm-hmm. you all know. And In the Heights was, I was living in the Heights, in Washington Heights, mm-hmm. when In the Heights was on Broadway. And I had like just moved to New York. I was like 23 and a graduate student that was like living off my student loans and I like didn't have yeah. Broadway money. So 20 bucks. I, yeah. So I did no, not that's go. Real. That's real. But um, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a They're great making play. it to a movie, though. I'll watch the movie. Yeah, and it's making the rounds again. So I saw it in D.C. actually at um, this, it's called the Gala Hispanic Theater. Uh-huh. And it's um, it's really cool because they only, all their productions are in Spanish. So they did a special yeah, yeah. production of In the Heights in Spanish, even though it's, you know, it's it's right. an English it's language Spanglish, play. Right. But there's definitely like a guy with his Raspau truck. And I mean, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a great, it's a great it's a great play. Right. So it's, it I, just I felt like Broadway. Like it felt like, yeah, West but maybe that's what they were going for. You know, maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. like, I was like, okay, this doesn't look like what Latin America looks like, but okay. <laughs> right. Right. It's a representation. Yeah. yeah. 
But yeah. But yeah, this song is definitely a jam. Definitely Such a jam. a jam. Such a jam. And I feel like so many of the things that are exagerado, I'm just like singing at the top mm-hmm. of my lungs. Like, mm-hmm. arranca mm-hmm. pal carajo, cabrón, que a ti no te voy a pasar la juca. You know, like, it's so exagerado, like, but I Seriously. feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not going to share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. What do you have next for us? All right. So my last song for this episode is called Yo Soy Tu Maestro, and it's by Roman El Original. <laughs> It's from 2004. It's just another one of these songs that's kind of been on my list on my radar for a while. Um, and it's like an Argentine cumbia, which is really yeah. cool yeah. and different. We have not brought, we've only brought a little bit of cumbia. We've only brought a little bit of music from Argentina. We have not brought both of those things together. Um, right. But I just, I love the sound of the song. And when I listened to the lyrics, I just thought it fit in because it's just super extra misogyny <laughs> like you know i yeah i'm the dueño de tu cama like how can you tell me that you love him now like i was your second basically he says so it's okay. like okay is that supposed to be I know. special he's like i know he's like i was your second he, yeah he's like i was your second but i was i was the first who loved you all sorts of wildness okay and okay. yeah so i'm extra. like get over it exactly and just like all these sexist tropes about virginity and this idea that like there's power for the man in like feeling like they were somebody's first and like they taught her shit and i'm like you were some bullshit some bullshit yeah so it's a lot it's yeah a lot mm-hmm. extra mm-hmm. exactly exactly so you can sit down with all of that misogynistic like romantic you know seemingly romantic but really just like fucked up shit about how you know you, you can't believe that she's over you but um but i love <laughs> i love Meg the is so uh, butthurt oh, though I, I mean i know they're sensitive right they pretend yeah like they're low not, key they're so dudes think that they have no feelings but they have, they have the so most many is that why you're not dating men now <laughs> too many feelings i mean <laughs> I'm partially not dating men because I've been dating somebody that's not a man for a good decade, but I don't think I would ever, like, 
date a man. I would have sex. Uh, sex with men is fine. I would never date but a man no. again. Relationships. No. Relationships. I just, I can't. Sorry. Yeah. Trash. Definitely different. Trash. But it's not like our people <laughs> don't have a lot of feelings, so. Yeah, feelings yeah, no. cross gender lines for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's just like have for a little sure. bit more maturity around your feelings, maybe. Mm, yeah, and a little more like not relying on other people's emotional labor in order yeah. for you to feel your feelings. Mm. Yeah, that's Process right. them, work them out, communicate them. Yeah, I'm just not trying to be nobody's mom, you know? Yeah. I feel like I'm so many men for... want a mom. Yeah. They but just want somebody to be their mom. They want there are somebody also people to like who are not men. There are people yeah. who are not men who also want Oh, parents, absolutely. So. <laughs> absolutely. And, and not I'm a trying gender to thing. be nobody's mom regardless no. of your gender. Right. <laughs> right. I'm also definitely not looking for a maestro. So <laughs> I'm definitely not looking for that either. Um but yeah, I hope that in the future we'll get to explore more music from Argentina because we we like did a little bit of tango in one episode, but it's been very minimal. Yeah, and we've also talked cumbia. Somebody... before about we've talked before about doing a cumbia Jazz. episode that's yeah. like across cumbia. Like, I would cumbia be cool. is like you know so many you know like from <clears throat> all the way from Mexico <clears throat> down all the way to Argentina. <clears throat> there's like so many <clears throat> kinds of cumbia. We've definitely yep. talked about that before, and I think that somebody also suggested it recently, which is an interesting yeah, they moment did. of like, uh, yep. you know, yep. Somebody suggested us thinking it the on same thing. Yeah, social media. Yeah, so we're gonna put a pin in that mm-hmm. and hopefully come back, <laughs> come back to Cumbia. But did you like the sound of this one? Yeah, yeah, I love a Cumbia. Yeah. I think, yeah, um, I think it's so interesting how it's. I, I'd love to do that Cumbia episode just to think through how the rhythm sort of traveled, like. You know, right. from Colombia, right? It's a rhythm that's indigenous to Colombia and then like traveled up to Mexico and then down to mm-hmm. to um, Argentina and like everywhere mm-hmm. in between, right? So mm-hmm. I, yep. uh, yeah, I think it's really cool. All right. What's your last pick for this episode? All right. My last pick for this episode is by Twin Shadow and this is called Saturdays. This could be the last time. Could be the four lines slipping away This could be your last line Care about everything you say This might be the last ride Every road could fall right under our feet And sink into the ocean This will be a lost street When you open your eyes It's like Nothing's Yeah, I know for sure that Isabella brought Twin Shadow to the mm. DR episode, mm. and we might have brought Twin Shadow before. I've been a, yeah. a sort of lo- a long-time listener of Twin Shadow, um, or follower of, of his work, and um, this is off his newest album called Caer, which came out just in April. 
Um, and so Twin Shadow, if you're not familiar, is George Lewis Jr. He's born in the Dominican Republic. He was raised in Florida, but he's based in Brooklyn now. Um, and yeah, he's been around for a long time, but if you're not familiar with him, he makes like super 80s new wavy music, which is sort of what this song um, sounds like, right? This is very like on trend, like on brand for, for him. Um, right. And I brought this song to this episode because it's sort of like um, a song about the apocalypse, right? He talks about it mm. as like, this song is like about like the end of life as we know it and thinking about the political moment that we're in and it sort of seems <laughs> like it might be a wrap for people, you know? Like, <laughs> And, you know, it's like this like world is in a da- downward spiral and at the straight, who knows? And, um, you know, like the lyrics are like, this could be the last time, that could be the fault line slipping away, you know, like, so... Um, so he's talking about the end and I guess I'm not super sure that that's so exagerado TBH but I'm putting it on this episode to try and comfort myself to say that it is <laughs> right I mean it's, we won't know right it's like we won't know right we know. right we don't like, know and no also know. like and the thing is that like political times like the ones that we're in right now make me sometimes feel really hopeless right like yeah. Just like, especially I think where I am in like my activism and how long, you know, I've been doing this, how long we've both been doing this. Mm-hmm. It just feels like you say the same things over and over. You see the same things repeat themselves. You like feel like you're shouting into the abyss, even like within the left, right? Like you're saying like, no, 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 no. Don't do this. Say this. Don't say this. And then it's like you warn people about what's going to happen if these are the actions that they take. And then they you see it all unfold. And it's just like it can be hopeless, right? Like it's like sometimes it feels like we're just like these doomed animals who are a cancer upon the earth. But also when I feel that way, I try to remember all the times that humanity has really been at its worst with like, Mm -hmm. you know, like genocides and wars and greed and how like somehow Mm -hmm. people also like have gotten ourselves out of it, you know, like how like really extraordinary efforts by just ordinary people can change so much. And, um, and so I feel like that's what I have to do to keep doing the work to, you know, to try and change the world, right? Because, like, sometimes it just feels like going through the motions, right? It's like, this is the work that I do. This is, you know, like, working to change the world is, like, all I know to do. Um, but I also, like, you know, have to make sure that I don't get too far into believing that our efforts aren't worthwhile. Right. Like I feel like I have to like convince myself to believe it. So I put this song about how the apocalypse is coming up very soon on this list as a hopeful gesture. Hopefully this is just like exagerado as fuck. Exagerado. And we're like, you know, like, and everybody's horror around what's happening right now is going to actually coalesce into meaningful action that's going to dig us out of this horrible place. Or, um, you know, at least dig us out a little bit enough to like keep doing the work and keep chugging along. Yeah. Yeah, I actually feel, I mean, it's, shit is really horrible, particularly, you know, there's like so much attention right now to, immigrant families and like children being separated from their parents. And, um, I think I feel like a little bit hopeful because of the outrage, like that there's Mm. that level of outrage, like the people are paying attention and it's actually not new, right? Like the, one of the things that keeps circulating is this photo from 2014 of like a young child in like what looks like a cage. 
And that's mm-hmm. from 2014. And yeah. people keep using it to like try and illustrate, thinking they're illustrating what's happening now. So it's like, this isn't, I mean, there's definitely like a, a level to which this is extreme and like a intention and like a cruelty that I think is new in our current moment. But um, so I guess right. I find some hope in the level of outrage and response and action that people are taking yeah. um, on something that actually has been an issue um I mean, for the entire time this country has been around, right? Like separating children from their parents um, is a part of colonialism. It's a part of genocide. It's a part of anti-immigrant policy. It's a part of the criminal justice system. Like it's just, it's kind of a fact of life. So the fact that there's outrage about Mm -hmm. it, I think gives me a little bit of hope, you know, that there's so much. And then I think I've said, like, I've been trying to cultivate optimism in 2018. And um, part of the reason is because like, if it's gonna, if it's all gonna go down, it's all gonna go down, and I don't think like having a pessimistic view that like we're all fucked is gonna help change. Yeah, that. yeah. So it's like totally. If we're gonna, if we're gonna go down, I might as well like if I can sort of change my experience of it by having some hope that we'll figure something out. Like, great, you know. But like my panic or my feeling of like we're all fucked is not motivator. That's not a motivator for me. That doesn't motivate mm-hmm. me to act. Like it's the opposite. It motivates me to give up. Do you know? Yeah. And so. Like, I try to continue to have optimism and believe that we'll figure out some way to address the things that are plaguing our planet, you know, our societies. Um, yeah. Because otherwise I get paralyzed, you know? In yeah, fear. yeah. For me, it's totally like an involuntary response that I have to dig myself out of, for sure. Oh, yeah, you know? me too. Like, I mean, that's it's why it's like, like a practice. It's a yeah, practice. Yeah, exactly. It's like a practice, right? Because I feel like it's also not useful to feel like so enraged that you're paralyzed, right? Like, no. I plan to go out fighting, you know? Right, <laughs> so, right, yeah. right. And it's like we... The reality is we are all going to die. Like, whether the planet... Like, we other, you know... Even if the universe, like, even if all of our societies figure out harmony and, like, ecological balance tomorrow, like, we're still all going to die because that's what life is, right? Like, we yeah. have a, a lifespan on this planet. So, like, what are you going to do with that time, you know? Like, what are you going to mm-hmm. do with that time? And so, yeah, I try. I mean, it's hard. It's really hard because there's a lot of really fucked up shit happening and there's a lot of um, cruel intention to it right now from on the behalf of the federal government. Um, like, they're doing these things on purpose. So it's totally. really, it's really fucked, but, um, there's also a lot of, I think there is hope in the level of attention and outrage and yeah, hopefully the people that can, that will fuel some, some major changes. Yeah. And it's also like, at least when folks are hopeful, it's cool that like some beautiful art can come out of it, you know? So mm-hmm. it's not totally all lost. So I, right. I really like this song. Yeah. So, you know, that's true. There's, you, we need to like figure out what's like useful and what we, what lessons there are and what there is out of every place. But yeah, for me, yeah. it's about like digging myself out of like this like nihilistic, mm-hmm. like everything is mm-hmm. fucked up forever place, mm-hmm. you know, which maybe it is, maybe, maybe everything is fucked up forever, but I, for me at least, it doesn't mean that I'm going to stop trying to fight it. No. Yeah. 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 We gotta, we gotta keep, gotta keep hope alive <laughs> to keep motivated to do things, to act. Dear God, yes. Mm-hmm. Got to. Yep. Yep. Well, that took a turn. Thank you, Val. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Always rely on you. Always rely on you to bring you know. it back down to reality. 
reality. We like end with like misogyny and the apocalypse. That's pretty typical. You yep. can count on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I did it too. <laughs> I did it too. I brought a misogynistic song. Um, all right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you so, so much as always. All the information for all the songs that we brought today is going to be in our show notes. You'll also find, um, besides to link to our show notes, you'll find where to follow us. Um, and you can follow us just at Radio Menea on all the places where at Radio Menea on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. It's all very easy and straightforward to make sure you get at us in those places that's where we are going to make announcements about merch we're going to make announcements about um everything that is new that you should um expect so make sure to follow us in those places you'll find our episodes every week on friday so stay tuned for the next one and make sure to catch up on what you've missed if you haven't caught the last few episodes all right loves hasta la próxima ciao